This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. UWA 517, do you want to report a UFO? Negative. We don't want to report. Ares 31, do you wish to report a UFO? Over. Negative. We want to report one of those either. Uh, Ares 31, do you wish to file a report of any kind? Over. I wouldn't know what kind of report to file, sir. Ares 31, uh, me neither. 071, pop the golf, good. Was anybody above us that passed us like 30 seconds ago? 
Zero seven one Papa Golf negative. Okay. Oh, that's a UFO. Yeah. It's American 295. Yeah, something just passed over. It's uh, like a, don't know what it was, but it's from at least two, three thousand feet above us. Yeah, I passed right over the top of us. 911. You guys busy? Did we just call about the UFOs we Mm-hmm. They're out there. They yeah. airplanes. Welcome to UFO Chronicles, a place where people share their experiences of the strange and unexplained. If you've had an encounter and would like to be on the show, you can email me at UFO Chronicles at gmail.com Hello and welcome to the show everyone wherever in the world you are joining us from tonight far and wide. We have two witness accounts for you. The first is Tim from the state of North Carolina. Tim's UFO experience occurred while he was serving in the US Navy. He physically observed an object above his vessel while on deployment in the Indian Ocean in October of 94. And then we head north to Ontario to hear from Stephen and a bizarre paranormal experience he had with a friend of his in 1993 and a UFO sighting in 2016. 16 while walking his dog with his wife. They witnessed several bright orbs that passed over and lit up the clouds like something out of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. If you enjoy the show and you would like to help support the podcast on Patreon, you can do this for as little as $1 a month. Head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash UFO Chronicles podcast. You can also find a link in the description of this episode below. Any help is very much appreciated. Now, on with the show. Welcome to the show, Tim. Oh, thanks, Mick. I appreciate it, man. I didn't, I didn't expect this, expect this to, uh, to to pop up on me, but yeah, it's, it's great to join you, man. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for coming on. I mean, the reason, the reason why Tim's on today is because someone sent me a, a video of Tim's TikTok where he basically explained an experience he had back in the nineties. So, in the very rare occasions, I've actually reached out to Tim. Um, so I really appreciate you coming on today, Tim. And uh, you're calling from North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The great state of North Carolina on the east coast of the U.S. Beautiful. Now, your experience occurred in 1994. Uh, would you like to let the audience know what you were doing and what your experience, please, Tim? Um, sure, Nick. So, ladies and gentlemen, I was um, a part of a um, a naval naval battle group. Um, we were deployed um, with what was called a Westpac. Uh, it's the Western Pacific, um, and you know we. We went as, um, oh gosh, I believe it was six ships. And, you know, we, we went from port to port, you know, doing military ops. And, you know, we had some um, we had some special forces on board. So they were doing, you know, you know maritime operations and things of that nature um, you know, around 
India. Um, I think we did some we did some stuff in the Gulf, things of that nature. But as it was around the it was a six month deployment. Around the fourth month, um, we were somewhere in the Indian Ocean, and at that time, I was uh, I was standing watch. Um, basically, there's there's you know, certain a certain number of watch positions um, depending on your naval vessel, and I was um, on the bridge um, of our ship, and I was heading to the aft portion of the ship or the or the back of the ship. Um, that was one of our watch positions. And mind you, this was, if I'm not mistaken, this was, it was I was going from my my third post to my fourth post. So this this was about 3 a.m. All right, so so if you if if you've been on the on the ocean um, and there was no moonlight, it is absolute darkness, right? It's it's like the abyss. You can't see your hand in front of you for for a, a period of time after you get outside of the of the of the skin of the ship because you know you normally have lights on twenty four seven inside the ship. And so I'm heading back there, right? And it's complete darkness. And I you know I get to my position. Um, I put on my headphones, you know, for communications with the bridge. Um, and I guess it was about half an hour into, into my, um, into my watch in the aft part. There was this, you know, I don't know, the, the light just started, I mean, the light, the sky began, began to light up. Right. And, and it was, it was gradual at first. So I thought, you know, somebody shot some flares off of one of the ships behind us. And if I'm not mistaken, if I'm mistaken, I believe our ship was lead ship at that time. But so I'm I'm just back there, you know, looking around because you're supposed to be on watch, duh. Um, and the the sky began to light up gradually, right? But it was I mean it was bright, like like it was really bright. And basically, what happened was um, I'm looking around trying to figure out where the source of the light is coming from. Um, I look I look to my right, um, and I come and I pan back left, and as I pan back left, I can see. The ship um, directly behind us, uh, that's part of our battle group, begin to light. I mean, begin to like, you know, I could see the ship, the detail of the ship. It was so bright, right? And so we went from pitch black to this, this, you know, huge brightness in the sky. And then as I keep panning left, I look up, and there was this this bright globe just coming out of the sky. Right? It, it's hard to see details. Of the of the light because you gotta understand I'm going from pitch black to to this just emanating light it's just huge it's just it's like a globe almost um and, but I couldn't see details but it seemed like it was it was like a round type of type of uh, entity or whatnot and it came in right like like a a flying vessel it came in stopped I'm not joking folks it came in and stopped and hovered. Now, when I say it hovered, it it wasn't going back and forth and zooming. It was like in you know suspended anim- animation. It was a, it came in and zip stopped, right? And I, I'm looking at it like holy shit, that's bright. So I look back down to the ship behind us to see what they're going to do. At the same time, I'm getting ready to get on the comms with the bridge, um, and I look back at, at the ship behind us, and it's you know I can it's you know, like daytime. I'm like God Almighty, I'm getting ready to talk to the bridge. I look back up at it. Right. And it it went it went kind of like left to right a little bit. And then, boom, it just zoom, went went straight up back into the atmosphere and it just disappeared. It didn't go into the water. It went back up into the atmosphere and disappeared. And all of a sudden it was complete darkness again. 
So that that's that's what that's what <laughs> that that was my encounter with an obvious. I mean, it is so freaking up. I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of you know you know uh, projectiles and things of that nature. Uh, right? Um, you know, um, I've I've seen missiles up close. Hell, I, when I was when I was young, my parents took me down to uh, down to Florida to watch the uh, uh, you know. Um, you know the space shuttles launch and all this. I, I I know what rockets and things of that. That was nothing. That well that we know of that that is nothing that mankind created. There's no freaking way. There is no freaking way. There are some things are there that are explainable and, and you know I I, I consider myself a, a, a well-read individual. There is nothing <laughs> that we have that we could have. That we could we could manipulate like that in that manner, giving off that type of light. It's just, it it was it was unidentifiable. So yeah, that's what happened. And um, in the light of of everything that's been on the news recently about UAPs, mm-hmm. UFOs with the, with the Navy, have you ever mm-hmm. heard of anything else within the Navy? But any other accounts, maybe? Um, yeah, um, actually, it's funny that you that um, that you mentioned that because earlier I was going to tell you a story um, about that TikTok video that you found me on. Um, so obviously there's other, you know, former, former Navy, former Marine, you know, all, all the branches, you know, that are on TikTok. Um, there's, there's you know, a, a huge array of people, but there's a lot of veterans on there. And um, I got a lot of feedback, uh, especially from folks who were in the Navy. Um, some, some were in there during, you know, around my time, early nineties and the late eighties. And then there was folks in there, you know, um, as recent as 2001 to 2002, and they were talking about seeing the exact same thing, the exact same thing. Their eyes just went boom when they heard the story I was telling them when I was detailing it, because that's exactly what they saw. But but some of them said that that object didn't go back into the atmosphere. Some said it did, but some said that it went into the water and disappeared. Those are the connections that I that I got from you know just just that TikTok story, and I got oh gosh, there was I, if I'm not mistaken, 160 thousand views of that video, um, right around right around 25 26 thousand likes, man, and, and, and thousands of comments, and and folks were just you know it was most <laughs> a lot of them were were ex military, and they were like, dude, yeah, we saw this and that and that. Oh yeah, I was on the USS blah blah blah, and yeah, we saw this and and it wasn't just you know in the in the Pacific. A lot of a lot of it was in the Pacific, but some of it had to do with um, you know somewhere off the coast of Mexico or 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 some somewhere off the coast of uh, the uh, of the Atlantic, um, you know, out past the uh, past Bermuda and out that way. So. Yeah, yeah, I have, I have heard some some accounts, and uh, it's, it seems like there's a, there's a lot more people out there that we haven't even heard from. Um, the, folks, this is real, man. It, I find it hilarious that the, that the 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 governments around the world are trying to bring this out, you know, piece by piece. Like, oh, there might be a not nah, fool. <laughs> there are UFOs. They've been traveling back and forth to this planet for hundreds of years, potentially thousands, from from what I'm gathering. So. Yeah, you got that right. You got that right. I mean, they're very much like, uh, well, you know, it could be, it could be the Russians, it could be the Chinese. You know, <laughs> you know, you got to be, yeah. you got to be a bit realistic. And uh, come on, yeah, we're not that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's great, you know, hearing your account, you know, because then other people then get in touch and say, yeah, I've had a very similar experience within, yeah. you know, within the service. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Have you, Tim, ever had an experience? like this before 
Gosh, no. Not before and not after. Well, not up until this point. I don't know what, what could happen later on, but uh, no, nah, I, I haven't seen anything, anything that resembles that. I, I mean, I haven't read anything. The only thing I read up on was, was um, you know, some some accounts from, you know, um, um, some, some some of the Egyptian empires and things of that nature. Um, and of course, there were some accounts during World War One, World War Two. It always seems like it always seems like the occurrences are near military facilities or military objects or things, you know, that could pose a quote unquote threat. That's what strikes me as as odd comes to you know UFO stories, you know, in the you know the twentieth twenty first century. Yeah, that, that that strikes me as odd, but no, no, I never seen anything like that, dude. I mean, it would make sense, wouldn't it? I mean, because if you know, if you're a country and one of your neighbors you know letting off bombs and then doing destructive behavior you know it's mm. you, you know you're going to want to find out what's going on and you know can we can we stop this you know because it's going to have a negative impact on you know your neighbors and i guess it would be the same for any outside off-world mm. groups of civilizations indeed man that is wonderful well tim i really appreciate you coming on and sharing that for our listeners no, oh, Nick, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, man. You're kind to glad you reached out. I, I actually like sharing that story because I, I don't, I don't get to do it that much. Okay, you take care of yourself, Tim. Okay. You too, Nick. Thanks. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now 
and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now, the Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. We've all missed live UFO conferences, and at UFO Identified, we are proud to announce that we are hosting our very own UFO Minicon on the 9th of October, 2021, at Walmer Bridge Village Hall in Preston, in the northwest of England. On the day, there's going to be four speakers, four well-known speakers from the world of UK ufology. We've got Philip Kinsella, Dave Hodrian, Glenn Richardson, and Tony Toppin, all with four unique and brilliant talks that you don't want to miss. Right, early bird tickets um, start at £10, and they'll be available until the 5th of September. After that, it's going up to 15 That's the full price. Yeah, and we've also got a licensed bar available, hot and cold buffet that will be going on. And we've got lots of tables with lots of different authors where there'll be some book signings, UFO and paranormal companies coming to, to share their goods with everybody. So it should be a really, really good day. You should all buy a ticket. So make sure you go to ufoidentified.co.uk forward slash minicon. See you there. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the show, Stephen. How's it going, Nick? Great, thank you. Thank you for coming on today. And you're calling from Ontario, Canada. Yeah, you got it. Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, I'm actually located in um, a town called Woodstock, which is about 45 minutes outside of uh, London, Ontario. Another pretty big uh, city and uh, another London in the London franchise. <laughs> Lovely. Okay. Now, Stephen, you have a couple of experiences to share for us. Uh, would you like yeah. to start on the very first one, please? Yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. So the first one took place, Nick, in this will be going back to I was 22 at the time. Uh, I was living in Romford, 
Essex. This was before I emigrated to Canada. Uh, the year would have been 93, 93. And so the way the way the story goes is this essentially. And this is a, I don't know, this one's played on my mind for a lot of years. Uh, there were other witnesses or, or people that experienced with me. And um, basically it was a Saturday night in, I want to say, Time has passed, so I've got to remember the exact kind of, but it was sort of around, I'd say, sort of February, March time. Was hanging out at the time with a group of friends there. We used to sort of go to rock bars in uh, East Ham and embarking and, and such. And it had been a Saturday night, and there were five of us, and we'd literally, we'd, we'd been out, you know, had a night out at, um, uh, I believe it was the Brewery Tap, if I remember correctly, uh, embarking. And, you know, we'd had a great night, fun um, I want to be clear, you know, to anyone listening at this point, you know, we weren't overly, we, we'd we been drinking for sure, but not, uh, you know, not overly indulging. Um, so, you know, this wasn't sort of crazy, you know, my senses weren't kind of all over the map or anything like that. And, you know, as it is, as you do, you know, we come out of the pubs because back then, you know, the pubs in the, in the UK sort of, you know, bars, they usually, they weren't weren't open much past midnight, if I remember correctly. I know that the hours have changed. And we ended up going back to uh, a friend's house that we were all going to hang out together and, you know, kind of watch some Pearl Jam concerts or whatever and, uh, you know, have a little bit more sort of drink and snacks and stuff, just kind of hang out. So we went back to the house in, in Colliero and, you know, got to about sort of two in the morning and, you know, we'd all sort of, you know, had fun and everyone was starting to get a little bit tired and... Three of them, my cousin and uh, two other friends, uh, decided to go upstairs and go to bed. And I remained in the downstairs with a friend of mine who I'll just say his nickname. Uh, he was known as Sibbo at the time, just so in case he doesn't, you know, uh, want to be sort of mentioned by his by his full name. But uh, Sibbo and I kind of hung out downstairs. We were sort of sleeping, you know, with blankets on the floor. And before I get into the kind of the incident itself i want to kind of give you a little bit of a sense of kind of the layout here because it it, it's kind of essential to the story so we're in the front room we're on the floor on the one side of the room there's the front door and there's a set of stairs that go upstairs to where our friends were sleeping on the other side of the room the far side of the room you can see through into a kitchen area where there's you know a set of patio doors and a hallway that goes down to the only bathroom in the house. Now, the reason I tell you this is, is for a couple of things. First and foremost, anyone coming from that area has to come over and, and has to move through Paul and I to get upstairs and vice versa. If somebody from the upstairs is wanting to come down and, you know, kind of use a washroom or something in the night or get a drink of water, again, they've got to come down. They've there's no way to get to either of these areas without passing through Sibo and I kind of, you know, we're, we're just sort of starting to doze off and just sort of chit-chatting a little bit, joking a little bit, starting to get a little bit tired. Now, what I remember next is I'm falling asleep and I see a light, the patio doors, and it's a bright light. And I open my eyes and, I, and I'm wondering, you know, what, what the heck is, you know, going on, what's shining? And then I see a shadowy figure come in from the kitchen area, 
step over, I assume step over, all I saw was the figure sort of just gliding through myself and start moving towards the stairs and start ascending the stairs. I look up and I'm, I'm looking at this thing and then I look across and I can see that Sibbo's awake and he's looking back at me and he's got this look on his face, absolute confusion, like, who the, you know, who the hell is that? And then there's another one comes through again we've got this light out there and it's another figure and i can't make out anything about this figure or either of these figures they're just tall shadowy figures that that's all i can tell you and and again passes through over whatever and starts following the other figure up the stairs i'm looking and i'm thinking and now this is where it gets really weird for reasons unknown i pass out and he, he, I don't remember anything more from that point. Now, taking anything paranormal or, or, or whatever, let's just look at this from just, just from a, a regular perspective, like, you know, whatever. Two burglars have potentially come into the house and gone upstairs to, you know, assault my friends or whatever. And I just pass out. I don't get up to warn my friends, Sibo doesn't get up. We just are not awake anymore, which doesn't make, just, just from that perspective itself, doesn't make any answer sense. My wife now says to me, and as I said to you when we were talking at the beginning of the show, I used to be a, a, an amateur sort of ghost hunter. This kind of thing doesn't frighten me per se, and I'm certainly not frightened of average run-of-the-mill burglars coming. I'm, I'm going to want to protect the people close to me. And I didn't. And and my wife says to me, you know, you're the person that would be the last victim in a horror film because I've done crazy things like getting out of cars, investigating things in the middle of it. Like it, things like that don't bother me. I don't I don't fall asleep in a situation like that. Anyway, the next morning comes and I wake up and I remember sitting up in the bed and or, or the, the makeshift bed on the floor and just felt ill at ease. I didn't remember like I couldn't nothing came to me instantly about that incident in the night I just woke up feeling like something bad had happened or or something something was out of place and you know I look across and and Sibbo's awake and you know the other guys have come downstairs and they're making tea and stuff and you know we start just sort of trading words and talking and stuff and and it starts to suddenly start coming back to me that something had happened in the night I look at Sibbo and I say Sibs, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be funny or anything. But and before I can finish that, he says, you're going to you're going to talk about those two figures that just came through the room last night. And that right there told me right off the bat, well, hey, I didn't didn't dream this because he's finished my sentence for me. Unless we suddenly mysteriously had the same dream, you know, and I'm like, yeah, what the what the hell was that? And now we start talking about it and we start piecing it together and we and we start talking about, I, I'm telling him about the light. He's like, I, I couldn't see that because he was the opposite side of me. He was looking my direction where I'm looking directly across at where the, um, you know, the patio doors are. But we start piecing this and we both saw these things go up the stairs. We both saw neither of us could describe them. They just was too black shadowy figures. We start talking to the others and say like, guys, you, you know, did you, see anything in the night anything happen like and they're like laughing at us like what what are you talking about we're like and we tell them like look this is we and they're like no we didn't we was we were sound asleep 
So I get out of bed at that point and I'm, I'm really, really like, I'm really stressed out. And I walk down, I go into, um, into the bathroom and then all of a sudden I just collapsed with pains in my chest. Like just, I, I was just like, I could barely breathe. I, and I now know because I've developed, you know, over the years, pretty serious anxiety. Um, although it wasn't kind of a thing that I remember anyone talking about at that time, I'm pretty certain now what I had was a panic attack. They called an ambulance, um, took me to the hospital and, and we all went down there together and, and they did, uh, you know, they did the EKG or whatever they call it, where they attach the things to your, your chest and they, they couldn't find anything, couldn't find anything wrong with me. They did, you know, like I say, at this point, I believe wholeheartedly that's what it was, which is a panic attack brought on by whatever had happened. But the last strange thing in that incident to happen was that the following day I had, it was almost like two diagonal lines with a, with one straight line, surgical position, almost like someone had done it with a scalpel, but not because you, you know, you, you get that sort of blood and scabbing and whatever of it, but this weird mark appeared on my um, my forearm, it was on my, my right forearm and stayed there for, I want to say about a week to two weeks and then just dispersed. I didn't talk at great length. I was living with my parents at the time. I didn't talk with great, at great length with them about it. Um, I was actually, uh, <laughs> I was actually a little shit at that point in my life part of my French and I wasn't having the best relationship, especially with my dad. And that was my fault completely, not his. I, I was, you know, whatever. Um, so I didn't really talk about it to, too much to them, but Sibo and I talked about it and we talked about, you know, being p- potentially regressed to, cause something's missing there, Nick. There's something in there that, that just, and again, I don't know what it is. I'm not trying to say it's one thing or the other, but for, for reasons unknown, people, beings, whatever, came into the room and I fell asleep. And that doesn't make any ounce of sense to me. And I don't know what happened in that time. And um, I guess I'd like to I'd like to say at the end of that story that, um, you know, Sibo, if you're out there and you, you listen to this podcast, um, if you want to get in touch, I, I, I'd love to. I'm at that point in my life where I'm thinking about this a lot and I'd like to look deeper into it. And, and if anyone in Ontario does, um, you know, sort of regressive hypnosis and and they're interested in any any level in reaching out to me i'm sure you have a way of putting people in touch with me don't you nick i sure do yeah if anyone's out there that it would be interested in uh, in helping steve and get in contact yeah i honestly mate i don't know what to say beyond that because i'm just giving you just just the cold hard facts that's what happened and it just i i don't know i have no idea it's very bizarre it's very bizarre yeah. Stephen. that is yeah. So all Sibo remembers as well is, is passing out the same. He doesn't remember. Neither of us could get anything beyond the figures ascending the stairs. We both watched them go through the room. We both watched them ascend the stairs. And then just, I mean, nothing, just nothingness after that. Just blackout, I guess. So we, <laughs> it's stressing me out thinking about it in there. Actually, funny enough, it's, it's crazy. It is unusual because yeah, it's exactly what you said. You know, if, if you do sense any danger around, you know, you're on it. Simple as that. Yeah. The last thing you're going to do is, is pass out. Right. Exactly. And like I say, and that's, and that's just me trying to be just, just solid and straight and saying, look, you know what, let's, let's take the paranormal off the table. 
somebody came in the room and we didn't do anything about it. And, that, that, and for two 22-year-old guys especially, you know, that doesn't make any ounce of sense. But I don't know. Never mind, I guess. <laughs> and have you lost contact with um, Sibo? I haven't. Uh, I haven't spoke to. I haven't spoken to Sibs in. Um, yeah, since since I emigrated, so that would have been twenty five, probably twenty six years. I haven't uh, spoken to him, but I, I definitely love to hear from him and um, and maybe together. You know, I don't know if we could if we both did some sort of hit. I don't know. I, I don't know how effective regression hypnosis is, but I, if there is some way of pulling some other pieces of that puzzle out of there I'd, I'd certainly like to do it i'd like to give it a try have you tried looking on facebook for him yeah it's yeah i, I uh yeah i've looked at him under i've looked under his real name but i can't um i can't i've never turned anything up and, and i have a few friends like that one of them i only just you know some people just don't have a footprint on social media you know and he seems like one of them yeah that's not always a bad thing is it? <laughs> i must admit no yeah not really <laughs> But um, but that that's all I've got on that particular story. I, I just I don't remember anything else. But like I said, that weird mark that showed up, and, and I mean I don't know whether that was connected or not. But but it it was just odd, you know. I, I the whole thing was bloody odd. Yeah, that would bug me. That would <laughs> I must admit that yeah. is that is, that is yeah. very unusual. And uh, yeah, what can you say? All you remember is just shadowy figures. You don't see any any depth or any any form whatsoever. Just. Yeah, just just and that was we and and the other thing that was like I said the only other like I said there was the light outside the window then that was that was bloody bizarre but the other thing was it almost it I don't remember I remember don't remember seeing them like you know if you come into a room and there's two guys laying on the floor it's sort of a clumsy affair you know what I mean you're kind of coming stepping over and 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 you might trip catch your foot. There was nothing like that either. It was like, it was almost like they just went through us. It was almost like they just glided. That's that's the one thing that does stick out in my memory, that they just sort of glided. I don't even remember seeing legs. I just remember seeing like a, a shape, like a humanoid shape. Two of them that just passed through and just sort of glided up the stairs. I don't remember any sound of, of footsteps on the stairs, anything like that. Just just nothingness. Just, just they passed through. Yeah, I mean, remembering what my student days was like and uh, knowing what those bodies all on the floor, all your mates around your house, and yeah, yeah. You, you, you're literally stepping over. Right, right. And, and, and you know, we're, we're clunky beings, right? You know, we're clunky, like humans are clunky, you know, like we trip, you know, we stumble, but again, like nothingness. So, and I do want to reiterate that nobody from the upstairs encountered or said like they they didn't even know what we were talking about when we mentioned it in the morning they're like you guys nuts or something it's funny though you know i've kind of i kind of gone cold thinking about that again now it's like i haven't i don't know that one really troubles me nick i gotta tell you it sounds it you know not the only one actually that's um that is an unusual one okay okay would you like to move on to the next one please Stephen? yeah for sure absolutely this took place uh, long after I'd emigrated, this was actually in 2015 and was living in Kitchener at the time. I, I've heard you've had a couple of guests on in the, for, I think from, uh, I think you had a guy from Port Stanley on a while ago, which is not far from me. Um, so yeah, so I, I was living in Kitchener at the time. I was with my wife, Kathy, and she was uh, expecting our first child uh, together at the time. Um, 
I do have a couple of children from a previous marriage and Kathy has a, a boy from a previous relationship. And the reason I mention that is because I'm saying this was our first child together and then I'll be mentioning other sons later in the story. So to save any confusion there. Um, so Kathy was expecting our first child together. It was June of 2015. It was a Saturday night. I'd have to look up the exact date, but it was a Saturday night in June. And we'd spent the day at... Uh, uh, our niece's birthday party she'd had a I think it was a six-year-old birthday party and it had been a great time and we come home and it was the evening and we decided to uh round about dusk I guess would have been around sort of eight thirty, nine o'clock I guess we would decided to go out and walk the dog and uh she lives in an area where there there are um there are some housing estates slightly further off with a couple of big buildings but to the back of us, it, it's all wooded and parkland and very open and very quiet and, very, you know, very, very nice. So we're out together and we're having a chit chat. And it was a beautiful night. There was one strange set of, when I say strange, just because they were isolated, I noticed that there was this kind of one almost pyramid type shape of clouds over uh, the parkland area where we were sort of skirting along with the dog. And other than that, the sky was pretty clear. We're chit-chatting, and suddenly from the southeast, I see a bright light coming in. Now, I'm from the Close Encounters of the Third Coin generation. That movie changed the way I looked at the sky forever in terms of, you know, the way they did the UFOs with the running lights and everything. And and when I was effort from that point on, I'd look up at the sky and say, oh, oh, look at that. It looks like a UFO. And then I'd say, oh, no, it's not. It's just a plane. The reason I say this is because I've become very adept over the years of, of knowing kind of what I'm looking at up there. There's many time when I've seen something I, I would, oh, I'd love to convince myself that that's a UFO. But I know darn well it isn't because, you know, I, I recognize it's an airplane. This light looked different. And in, like I said to you, I passed, turned 50 last year. I would have been, you know, sort of 40, whatever, 45 when this happened. In 45 years of wanting to see something in the sky, I never did. And, and I'm, I'm very pragmatic about what I'm looking at, right? This immediately looked different. I couldn't figure out why. It was a it was an orb-like orange light. Then I, as it started to come in across the sky towards us, and it was pretty low, pretty low, I notice that there's no running lights on it, no anti-collision lights, whatever. It's literally just, just an orb. And I see Kathy's looking at it as well. And, and, she, and just for the record, Kathy was completely skeptical of UFOs at this point. She didn't believe in anything like that. But it's caught her eye as well. And she says to me, does that look normal to you? And we're watching it coming towards the sky. I'm like, no, it, 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 it doesn't. And I pointed out immediately to her, I said, you notice it's got no, there's no collision light. There's no uh, running lights on it. There's no anti, it's literally just, a, and we're watching it. And it's gliding in soundlessly, nothing, no, no, no sound. Coming across the sky, going in the direction of that cloud formation that's over the park. Now, I've since done a lot of done reading up, and from what I read, that the lowest that a cloud formation will be is I, they're never lower than about six to sixty-five hundred feet. I, I believe, from what I've read, 
well, this thing that we were watching was not that high. I'd say a couple, a thousand to a couple of thousand feet up in the, in the sky. And it's, it's coming across and it's going towards that cloud formation and it's going towards it and it's going into it. So um, as it's got out further away from us, I'm assuming it must have been ascending because it ended up going into the cloud formation and it didn't come out the other side. I'm watching it all the way. Kathy says, there's two more. I look round and I follow, and sure enough, two of the same things are gliding in from the southeast. Same, they're coming in across the sky, coming in about the same height. No other lights, no running lights, no anti-collision lights, nothing. Glide, and now I'm really excited because I'm thinking, hang on, this is this is weird. And they're going over us. And again, they're heading slowly, slowly toward that cloud formation. And I look at her and I'm like, and she's like, are we seeing this? And I'm like, I don't know what the hell it is, but yeah, we're watching it. And, and like I say, they were, Nick, they were just like, just these orange bright orbs with nothing else, soundlessly gliding into that cloud formation. We watch, they go into the cloud formation. Suddenly, Kathy says, there's another one. I am looking at the cloud while she's looking at the other orb, a single orb that's coming across the sky. Suddenly, the cloud starts flashing with lights, it, like internally. I said, Kathy, Kathy, look, 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 the cloud, the cloud. She turns around and we see this thing on it, and it's literally going off like, like something out of Close Encounters. It, the cloud is flashing and it's not that kind of, it's not that, you know, that sort of when, when there's lightning in the cloud and you, and you see, go, well, first of all, it wasn't that kind of night. It was a perfect night. It's literally like strobe lights going off inside this. And then they stop, just boom, stop. And, and, and this one orbs coming in and coming across, coming in. And, and then we look around and there's another two of them coming in. So it's like a fleet of these things. And they're all coming across the sky for the same direction, same trajectory, heading to this cloud formation and not coming out the other side. They're not, nothing's coming out the other side of the cloud. It's like they're going in there and just, that's it, just and just stop it. So this point, um, we're watching this guy. I pick up, I, I, I pull my phone out. Um, I had a crappy phone at the time. Kathy had said to me, why don't you, you try, try for, I'm like, no, it's useless. It's not going to get, it's not going to look nothing other than light in the sky going across the sky. Anyone's going to say, oh, it's a Chinese lantern or some crap like that. And these things weren't Chinese lanterns, Nick. They, you know, Chinese lanterns are, um, they're privy to the, the will of the wind. Well, there was no wind and they weren't, they were literally, these things were flying. They were flying in a straight trajectory from southeast into this cloud formation and just going, disappearing. I pull my phone out and call my eldest son, Jared, who's around the corner at this point with Kathy's son, Anthony. And I'm like, guys, you got you got to come out. We're watching something in, in the sky. We're watching something. And while I'm talking on the phone, Kathy's like, There's, there goes two more. There's two more. And again, two more coming in, gliding in from the same direction. I put the phone down at that point, and, and I know this is going to sound bloody idiotic, but I'm so excited, I start jumping up and down and start doing this waving my arms rubbish, trying to get get to see if they see me. And Kathy's like, no, don't, don't, they'll come and get us, stop it. <laughs> and I, so I, I stopped. But more, and now the by this point, we must have seen Good God, I am. there must have been 
10 or 11 of these things we must have seen at the, up to this point, I would, I would venture to say. Uh, the boys came skirting around the corner, came skirting around the corner, and they caught that. So, so it was now me, Kathy, Anthony, and Jared watching these things. And, and again, they're just coming across soundlessly. And by the way, there was no other aircraft. I didn't notice no other aircraft in the sky at that point, just these things coming across. And finally, there was one last one that came through and again went into the cloud, didn't come out, and it stopped. And then there was not shortly after that, there was a flurry of aircraft activity in the area circling like I don't know whether they were I, I gotta believe they were aware of these things that I don't know I it was almost to me and again this is I'm going into the realm of speculation and I accept that but I'm just trying to explain to you what it appeared to be like me the timing of them one going into the cloud or two going into the cloud and then the next one coming across it reminded me of aircraft coming in and being picked up on a landing on a on a uh on an aircraft carrier in the ocean the way that they have to have that certain amount of time where one comes down another one comes down and then the next one comes do you know what i mean when they're, they're kind of coming in like that it, it was almost like a convoy of of these craft coming in and i'm going to be complete not a straight right now again i'm not saying that this was I'm not necessarily saying this was was extraterrestrial. I don't know, but it wasn't normal. It was not normal. I've never seen anything like these things in the sky before. And like I say, it was almost like when that cloud lit up, it was almost like there was something in there picking them up. The whole thing transpired over, I want to say, about a 35 to 40 minute period that we watched this fleet of things coming across the sky and, and just dispatch and just entering this cloud and, and, and just not coming out the other side again. And then as quickly as it started, stopped, done. And we didn't see any more of them. That must've been quite a sight that. It was amazing. It was amazing. Nick, I've waited. I, like I said to you, I've waited my entire life to see something. And, and that was just like nothing I'd ever watched in the sky before. Nothing. I think already, you know, you can discount Chinese lanterns because, uh, yeah, fair enough, they're orb-like, but they don't light up clouds. No. And they don't fly around. No. They, Like you said, you know, they, they travel on the wind. They get, that's what they yeah. get, they're governed by. And planes, they don't fly that close together, and especially not in clouds, grouped together in clouds. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, just, it was just bizarre. Unfortunately, that incident with the like i said with the cloud lighting up it only happened the one time i was i kept kind of looking across i was waiting this but when it did it was crazy it was almost like a christmas tree in there just like bizarre and was it all the one one color or, or different or different colors all exactly the same they looked exactly the same uh it was like i said it was just like an orange bright orange orb um if i was to hazard a guess a size I'd say no bigger than your average kind of light aircraft, what someone, you know, does their their sort of, you know, civilian flying tests in. They weren't huge, but they were big enough, you know. 
And like I say, nothing else on them. No, no, no running lights, no anti-collision lights, nothing. They were just a solid, bright light. And again, the way that they moved, the way, that's the other thing. And Chinese lanterns, that's another thing. They, they flicker. And, and you know what I mean? These things were just solid, bright, gliding in across the sky. You know that the orange orbs are probably the single most common thing I hear about. Really, eh? They're unusual. It's funny. I did go on Twitter a couple of days later and just uh, – I actually did – just put a one thing out there just saying, like, you know, uh, did anyone see this? You know, anyone see? And I did get a message back from someone that on the same night, who he was in the, he was just across the border in the States. Um, and he'd seen something, uh, he'd seen something very similar that almost would have put these, it's possible these things could have been on the, the same trajectory. Uh, it, it, it's possible he saw the same things as me or something like them. I don't know. But it was the same night, around about the same time, and he matched. He said, yeah, that, that's exactly the description you're saying there is exactly what I saw. So I don't know, what, like I say, whether it was some sort of convoy or something coming across the sky or I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But it was, again, it was it was like nothing I've seen before. Did you ever officially report this? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't. I, I've, I've, the only other person I spoke to, and I, I can't remember his name now. I've, I've got it in my email. It was a guy that, uh, an investigator in the States that, um, that, that wrote a book that, that he does a lot of, like, almost like a, a Richard Dolan type chap or, or Stephen Greer. And I talked to him about it a little bit. And he's like, and, but other than that, no, I didn't make any, I just didn't see the sense. I didn't see the sense. Like, go to the police and, you know, like, p- people, they, they ridicule that. That I mean, I've had I, – I haven't even shared these stories. Like, honestly, Nick, and, and, and I'll be honest with you, like, I think I said this to you in email. I almost backed out of this doing this show tonight. But, you know, you're, you're a, a solid guy, right? So I'm like, okay, you know what? Everybody else is starting to speak out. More people – so, you know, I got I to gotta say it. But, no, I didn't officially report it to anyone. Yeah, I probably wouldn't advise reporting it to the police. <laughs> no, no. But, you know, I mean, you can report it to move on. And also, if you do report it, they'll probably come back saying, you know, we did have some other reports for that particular month in that particular area. But, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I find that people are either, you know, really accepting or really mocking you know as we know i mean we've seen it. how many pilots have we you know we heard that where they've you know sort of been laughed out of their jobs and stuff over the years i mean it only feels like now that the the pendulum has started to swing kind of the other way a little bit but um yeah i don't know maybe i'll maybe i'll look into it a little bit more but at the very least i thought i'd share it with you my friend that's wonderful i really appreciate this opportunity to talk nick thank you very much i really do All right, Steve, I really appreciate you coming on today and sharing that for our listeners. Have a good night, brother. Take care. Take care of yourself, Steve. Great talking to you, man. You too. Bye. That is all for this week. Keep updated and connected with the show on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And if you had an encounter you would like to share on the podcast, you can email me at ufochronicles at gmail.com or reach out to me via the contact page on my website at ufochroniclespodcast.com. A big thank you to Tim and Stephen for sharing tonight and thank you for listening. I will be back next week. Till then, stay safe and keep watching the skies. Goodbye.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.